AF eloquence is made in the lands of the Wurundjeri people of the Kulin Nation and the Gadigal people of the Eora Nation. We pay our respects to their elders, past, present, and emerging, and we recognise that sovereignty was never ceded. Time for a treaty. Hello and welcome to a new episode of AF Eloquence, the show where we are eloquent AF about all things football. My name is Emil Freund. And my name is Bart Welch, and it is a Wednesday, the 16th of September, Emil. We've, uh, the, the foot, Festival of Footmas, even, Mark II, has finished. Mm. Um, and look at this, we're into the final round of the home and away season. Can you believe we made it? But after all this time, we're here. It, it's, it's October. It's later than usual, but it's shorter than usual as well. You know, shorter season. True. Didn't get didn't get those games against uh, multiple teams. No, no didn't, fixture didn't, advantages. Didn't get to beyond you know, a couple of a couple of wins. Um, no, we, uh, we 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 stumbled to the finish line. Well, some oh, clubs yeah. more than others. Actually, a lot of clubs are stumbling. Well, towards both of our clubs have had a tough month or so. We have been stumbling our way for a fair while now, and we get one final chance to stumble, hopefully over the finish line. But it's going to be, uh, yeah, it's going to be tight, merely. And uh, and your Blues can um, they can kind of stumble away into the off season now. Unfortunately for the old Navy Blues. Yeah. Time to lick, a, lick the wounds a little bit. Uh, say farewell to a few club favourites. Yes. You know, sad, sad news, but it feels like a bit of a changing of the guard all over in the AFL, I, I think. A little bit of a saying goodbye to a lot of players, but also I think into ascendancy come new, younger players. And we're seeing a lot of amazing youngsters come through and really take a step forward, I, th- I think, this year in particular. And a lot of those old older stars of the past have taken a bit of a step back absolutely and yeah i think also just on that on the younger players coming through gee it's a it seems to happen a lot quicker these days than it used to do you remember when you draft a player and they'd be 18 or 19 you're like gee i can't wait to see them in five years time and now if you draft someone talented enough like it doesn't even have to be matt rowell levels it can be a, a zach butters if i will or hunter clark for us or it's like in their first or second year you start to see these players come through and as you said, yeah, a lot of retirements, a lot of passing of the baton or passing of the first ball, some quick hands mm-hmm. to the next generation. Yeah. Um, yeah. Do they leave the game in a good shape? Is it a hospital hand pass or is it a lace out kind of? I, I think with dance. their experience, you know, some of these retiring players, some of these greats, your Cade Simpsons of the world, it's a, uh, it's never been a hospital hand pass. It's a, it's a, um, a trusting, you know, guided pass that's uh, respectfully handled to the to the next gen. Uh, it comes soft into your hands. If it looks like it's going through the air fast and hard, but it, but it lands in your hands beautifully. It looks intimidating. Weighted, but it's not yeah. that bad. No. Yeah, yeah, dude. It's uh, it's exciting times. There's been a few things that's, that have happened this week. Um, there's a few blues-related things, my friend. No Tom Papley anymore. There's no. There's uh, the trade talks whipping up again. Um, what else is, what else did I think? Oh, I know something. Gosh, just to maybe really kick the boot in. You may have out predicted yourself here merely with your own spooky prediction last week where bit of voodoo. a bit of voodoo spook. You were talking about, uh, that, uh, you know, maybe this is the start of the Adelaide Crows' 
dominant empire and maybe they were you uh, proposed that maybe they were going to never lose a game again and so far it's been three in a row for those crows and they took your blues oh. down and uh, I just want to remind you and, and all the people out there that this is a team this is a club that played in the grand final only three years ago and last week beat last year's grand finalist the GWS Giants so you know this this is a club with proven form but is this is a quality side with runs on the board, not just on Informed the belt. Team of the competition, Adelaide Crows. <laughs> you yep. heard it here. That's going to be heard the tagline for this week's pod: the informed team of the comp, the Adelaide Crows. They're unstoppable. How the tides have turned. Yeah. Um, gosh. So what? What else over the weekend, Mealy? There's. Um, it's all a bit of a blur, isn't it? We're getting. We're getting some normalcy now that Footmas Mark Two is over, and we've got the last yeah, round. Yeah, I guess here. if the first, if the first one was Footmas, is this one? Is this like Footy is Easter? Easter. <laughs> yeah, it yeah? is. Yeah, you get yeah, and it's not as good as Christmas, right? No. So, and I don't think this second round of uh, holidays, Easter Footy, I don't think it was as good. Um, the Footy fatigue was real. Fatigue, fatigue, even yeah. realer. And, um, and uh, yeah, I'm excited for, for this weekend. Just for I think all the league the, fatigue as well. League yeah. fatigue, that's mm. bang on. There's a there's bit of league a, fatigue. There's a coterie at Carlton as well, incidentally. That's not who we're talking about. They're, they are the league fatigue, but that's a separate, separate issue altogether. Thing. We'll talk yeah. about that later. That's a bonus <laughs> bonus F <laughs> on that. That's a deep dive on David Teague. That's right. And the leagues. <laughs> Um, you know, we love our wordplay here at AF Eloquence. That's basically all it is, football puns um, and <laughs> highbrow content. Uh, yeah, so any, any stuff over the weekend meal. So we've got the Giants were probably the most disappointing story um, over this uh, footmas uh, Easter weekend. Well, there's a few disappointing stories. There's the crumbling Essendon football club that just keeps on going from bad to worse, really. Um, yeah. Even John Worsfield coming out, speaking out about how uh, they shouldn't expect success. <laughs> Talking about uh, yeah. them at Essendon that he's the coach of, not we. The out- Interesting. outgoing head coach. John yeah, Worsfield. very yeah. much. John Worsfield's basically got like one foot out the door at the moment. I think he's got a, he's like, um, not that you could head over overseas at the moment, but he's packed his bags for a regional tr- trip. That's for sure. He can't wait to be done. Well, the good thing about regional trips is you can take them from Essendon Airport. So oh, there we go. So he doesn't have to travel too far. Straight from Palmarine. Yeah. Well, yeah. Mm-hmm. Off to Ballina or something. Head up to Byron Bay. Um, yeah. Well, so there was, of course, well, Essendon are in all sorts. Those dominant crows, as we know, took down your blue baggers. I wish Hawthorne could have just beaten the Western Bulldogs for my poor heart so that the Saints could just stumble into the eight and not have to win this week. But that didn't happen. We lost to the freaking Eagles, which was... They had barely a team. We couldn't get it done, the Saints, which was horrifically disappointing. Oh, I hated it. Yeah, I, I, I watched that game and felt pretty <sighs> upset. It was annoying. Um, yeah, dude. It was... It was the, the, yeah, there's some pretty... If, there's some St Kilda kind of ways to lose in that last quarter. Ridiculous. And they had yeah. so many good chances. Heap of opportunities. A, a little bit fumbly, a little bit kind of, or just pulled that kick a little bit five minutes short mm-hmm. and then, or five minutes too long or up in the air a little bit much and then suddenly in comes the intercept. And and you could see how, how much cleaner, like it was a bit wet and there was a bit of rain, but we would, as you mentioned, in very St Kilda fashion, you know, we had heaps of opportunities, more inside 50s, more scoring shots and we'd have, we're dominating periods of the play and then would you know wouldn't put any scoreboard pressure on and then it would go down the other end 
clean, kick, mark, clean, kick, mark, Kennedy on the lead, mark, convert, goal. Just like that one of those. They just showed their professionalism and they cream rose to the top. They are a good side, as we know. Um, 6-14 to 9-11, you know. Yeah, there it is. And we lost by 15 points and one of, and one of those, the last kick was after the siren. So we were nine points down, but a couple of straight kicks and it would have been all right. Um, yeah, uh, disappointing, dude. And now we have to beat the Giants who are looking like a, I don't know, second rate version of themselves. What's going on? Stephen Cornelio. Oh, God. the first time in 22 years that a club has dropped their captain. And I don't, I know he's out of form, but he's still in their best 22 any day of the week, right? Unless he's injured. Or is there something else going on? Uh, No, there's not. He's just, I think he's maybe fallen on his sword a bit. And as has Jeremy, uh, not, as has, um, what's his name, the coach? Um, Oh yeah, Leon Cameron. Leon Cameron. Yeah, he's he's the sacrificial lamb, you know? And I think Cornelio being a, a good Catholic boy understands the virtue of symbolism. And has decided to make himself... The martyr. A martyr. (laughs) Well, I don't know if it worked. Will he rise, though? Well, it is Easter. We just missed Easter. (laughs) What is Easter? Maybe it's going to be a full 12 months until we... It won't be three days or whatever it was in biblical terms. It'll be 12 months. Stephen Cornelio... Wouldn't it be ironic if Stephen Cornelio uh, rose against the Saints next week? Well, and, uh, against the, of course, yes, St Kilda. You know, it's a very <laughs> biblical theme <laughs> this week. <laughs> well, he probably bloody will, um, which will be awesome. Because even if they they can now just screw us up, if they beat us, they can pretty much just clear the pay, clear the way for Melbourne and the Bulldogs. Maybe more Melbourne, really. They can clear the way for Melbourne. So Melbourne have to beat Essendon to get in, but Essendon could do. I really hope they do it for me, but geez, it's hard to tip them at the minute. I did last week against Port. We both did. That theory well, didn't that was work. A dumb tip, wasn't it, it was when uh, <laughs> during the game I was like, "Fucking idiot! Why? Why, why do we decide Port? Well, we wanted it. We more did. Than we thought it would be a thing. It was a head heart situation, and uh, <laughs> I think we went with the heart a little too strong. Yeah, because we're givers, Amelie. We're lovers. <laughs> we just want to be like umpires, held, loved. Yeah. Um. Yeah. But gee. What do you? How are you? How do you feel, mate? How do you feel about? We're coming into the last round. How do you feel about your old navy blues? Where are things at? We well, we touched on this last week, and I'm still in that point. It was it was a good one you made, and and I'm still and you know, thinking about our preseason expectations and hopes for the year. Um, you know, pandemic in the middle of you know with. <laughs> To, to mix it all up but it, and that's made it feel like a lot longer ago you know when we made those predictions it feels like a fucking age ago but it, thinking back to that time it's like well this is where we both hoped we'd be yeah that's it and it was, there's been a heap of improvement from the right kind of players as you touched on at the top of the pod passing the baton um, a lot of young players are standing up and at both of our clubs it's a different look um, yeah, both, and both both stepped up the ladder this year, and that's 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 yeah, the hope in the conversation all the way till the last round. Um, and you know maybe there's one final dagger to be delivered into my back after Friday night. You know one final twist of the dagger mm-hmm. in my spine to uh, you know really punch it home that we're just not quite good enough. 
but no, you're right, dude. We wanted, you know, if you were to ask at the start of the year, um, how we'd want to go this year, we, we, we said, you know, playing for the for finals, pushing for finals. And Carlton, maybe if it, if it wasn't such an interrupted year, we'll never know, but maybe they could have gone further without this dang pandemic. That's the worst thing about the pandemic, Emily, that we'll never know how the Blues would have gone. Um, and... And uh, but yeah, look, we can't be too upset. We're both around the mark. And then next year, Emil, there's always next year. That's the fun thing about football. There's always next year. Indeed, there is always next year. I like there that you pensively store, uh, store, we're staring out into out the, the uh, out the window, just looking at the horizon, the mm. bright future ahead, hope, pondering yeah. next year. I think a lot of people are coveting next year. To be honest, football fans are not. <laughs> I think everyone, everyone around the world is looking to next year with a lot of hope and expectation given the shitness of this year. Mm-hmm. A lot of predictions for the... Uh, That's why I'm calling it now. Carlton 2021 premiers. Call it, man. People will forget <laughs> by it then anyway. So we might as well make some outlandish statements and, uh, you know, we can say whatever we want on our pod. Mm. Well, you look at the players who have, you know, come on and to a nether, to the to, a, to the next kind of stage in their career at Carlton you're seeing you know Will Setterfield Sam Petrovsky Seaton Tom Williamson Jacob Wiedering um, all take massive steps towards being the kinds of player we hope they'll be for us and on the back of that and in a, a slight bit of improvement and having Sam Doherty back back to peak after two years out through knee in injuries like that's an incredible story and he's still amazing Man, like he hasn't he just lost picked it. up where he left off. It's yeah. quite rare, isn't it? There's normally players of his ilk when they have such de- a devastating run of injuries, they never quite recapture that best, or it's rare if it if it happens. And he's one of those ones who's just come back in as if it was just a regular off season, and here he is, um, full power to Sam Doherty's new knees. Dogs are a good story. The dogs? Yeah. Could they be gearing up to do a little 2016 situation? Like, because no, it sounds, you know, absurd to suggest it, maybe, right now. But they are sitting in eighth, equal seventh. If if, if before the finals somebody, you know, you'd been tipping the dogs for it, no one would have believed you. That's what made it miraculous. Well, that's right. And so maybe... or maybe this is it, Mark Two, Doggies, their little run to 2020 Premiership success. That's <laughs> some story. Imagine doing that twice. Yeah, I know. That's right? so cool. That becomes part of the fabric of the club, you know. Well, then they just need to do that twice. Yeah, and they really need to hit that seventh spot. They want to be at the bottom of the eight, anywhere above. It just won't work for them. <laughs> you still you. How do you feel about who's going to win it? How do you feel about finals? I'm excited for, you know, the prospect of us being there and getting to experience that. Although it won't be as, um, albeit it won't be with me uh, in attendance, which will be a bit of a shame. Um, But I'm expecting if we make it that we lose, you know, in the first game we probably play. But just being there is is great for, for those Saners. And then, you know, it's... The real pointy at the pointy end of things, it'll start to get a bit more interesting. I, I have no idea who's going to win it. Like I just don't know. I don't. 
Don't think anyone so does. If you, hold on to, if you hold on to seventh spot, you play Collingwood. Well, that'd be great because uh, I read today or yesterday that the West Coast Eagles will get a home elimination final, which is kind of trash. I don't know. <laughs> like when considering that, you know, the, the top four will be nominating, you know, Richmond will be nominating their oval that they want to play at, you know, the Gabba. Metricon or Adelaide Oval as what the other clubs, the Victorian clubs, can choose. If uh, relying, depending on their availability, these grounds. I'm all for it. I, I get you. I get your point of view, but I'm all for it. Like, well, it's just going to happen. The way you're able to do it. Yeah, it's and, just going to happen. And, and, and yet, wherever the quarantine rules can allow for that, fuck yeah, bring it to as many people as you can. That's true. But in terms of West Coast getting sixty thousand fans at at Optus Oval, that is a true home ground advantage. Like we pretty much don't haven't seen all year because even Brisbane at the Gabba is nothing on West Coast at Optus no but the grand final isn't played at Optus Spark is it well, well that's it in the jaws of the Gabatoire well that's right you gotta take it from the um, from the lions from the teeth of the lions <laughs> that's right no tears allowed Eagles you're on notice <laughs> yeah you'd thought you'd think the Saints could have beaten them last week and they came close gosh damn it yeah, they're a good. They're a good fucking club. They're a good fucking club. Good bunch of players. It's there's a you know they got Tim Kelly, and he went all off their chops. stars were out, and Tim Kelly was just yeah the guy. Matt know, Nui and Te- and Kelly were ripping up, and um so was Gaff. You look, and at, you look at a team like Frio and what they can do with only a couple of stars, and even with all those stars out for West Coast, they still had a couple of stars. So yeah, it's, they know, bat deep, don't they? They fucking do really deep. And do you know they? Mm-hmm. I heard um, another stat through the game through the broadcast that was like I think they've been. This is, I'm paraphrasing the the exact numbers, but uh, you can look it up if you want. They were thirty. They've been around for thirty odd years, thirty five years or something, and they've made finals like twenty seven of those years. Something ridiculous like that. So they've only dropped out of there, you know, every now and then, um, which is wild. Also, given, read the, through, given the journeys they have to travel via. Know, well, everyone talks about this as being a disadvantage. I am going to propose oh, okay, that this okay. is actually the secret to their success. Close to the chemtrails? Why? <laughs> they're the most isolated city in the world over in Perth, so they've been practicing this social isolation for years. <laughs> and they've, they've caused... The, the travel doesn't concern them anymore. They're used to this constant travel. So this should really be the perfect season for the Eagles, the isolated West Coast Eagles. <laughs> Yeah, man. That makes total sense hmm? to me. Right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Perfect logic. Um, well, so teary-eyed then? Oh, well, that's a beautiful analogy. Well, Emil, who, if I had to ask you, if I did ask you, oh, I'm going to ask you, who oh, you think's going to win the Didn't grand final? Fuck. Question without notice, but <laughs> Uh-huh. Coming at you. Oh. Who do you reckon? Who, If you had to say right now, who, who's going to win the flag? Tigers. Yep, me too bullshit but that win against Geelong yeah I, I thought Geelong were going to be the team and every time I can't tip for shit Emil I'm terrible nah. in this back end I have no yeah. idea I'm getting them wrong left right and center the only um, round I did well is when I went the exact opposite to all your tips well this is what I think that's a lesson for us if you know if <laughs> for anyone listening <laughs> when we get to the tips section in about 10 or so minutes time because it's going to be, you know, a 45-minute pod today, as it usually is. Mm-hmm. Um, when we get to the <laughs> <Type> tips... Type 45. <laughs> type 45. Uh, when we get to those tips, just go the exact opposite to me. I'm your uh, regular kiss of death, uh, tip of death. Uh, what's that? What's, is it kiss of death? Is that what it's called? Yeah, yeah. kiss of death. Yeah, the kiss of death. I will tip all the wrong teams. And uh, you just go the opposite and win that tipping comp. 
in a clutch finish for your local league. Unless you start doing a George Costanza and start doing the opposite of what your first instinct is, and then don't do what Bart does because then you were doing the and you get the you get the original tip. It's you get confu- it all wrong. It's confusing stuff. It sounds but confusing, but actually it's really simple. If you follow it through, it's actually quite simple. You just have to don't do what I do. Don't do what Bart does, unless Bart does what Bart wants to wants do. To do then, but if I'm if you see me do doing what, what I want to do, doesn't exactly, do if he's exactly. doing what he does do. That's right. Done. And you do Simple. the opposite of that if it's the other way around. Yeah. Perfect. <laughs> Easy. <laughs> Go Tigers. Uh, so, there's been ha, ha, d- who is the new preeminent DJ of the AFL, Bart? DJ? Did you say to me? Yeah, well yeah, I mean the the biggest uh musical act of the AFL is now no longer going to be in oh. the AFL. So, who's going to be the who's going to step it up? And by musical Mac act you mean DJ Pinchy Boy, DJ Strats. Mate, yeah, exactly. The oh. the man, the myth, the business, the machine, DJ Strats. I know. If he's not on the decks, I don't know who who it's gonna be. Maybe um I could mount a case for Joey Danaher's second uh phase of his life slash career. And maybe Joey D already sounds like some kind of house DJ. Oh yeah. Uh, in like Ibiza or something. Joey My D. My fear is that he now he's in Dalesford that he might just start getting into folk. Yeah, true. That's my worry. Yeah, yeah not, that's not, true. You know, not that that's a bad thing, but I just, you know. It's definitely not a DJ. It's not a DJ's best friend, folk music. It doesn't get you on your feet, really. So, no, except for unless, Cecilia. That song's a banger. Maybe if it's like mixed in with, um, you know, a bit of a house underlying yeah. tracks. House and folk, Joey <laughs> D. Oh, brings the news down. House folk. <laughs> Straight out of Dalesford. I feel like folking it up. I feel like folking it up. Uh. <laughs> I'm, hey, look, I'm down. And if anyone can do it, it's Joey Danaher. Does his DJ sets with a smile, hugs the opposition the DJ, <laughs> loves the support acts. Yeah. Um, yeah, well, you know, it also could be our our big, big tall extrovert from your club, uh, Mark Pitnett. Ruby's oh, big pit energy. Yeah, it could be that big pit energy, just b- bringing those banging ABBA tracks or those banging disco hits mm-hmm. I don't know I can see it yeah bit yeah. of a hot tub time machine except like ice bath time machine <laughs> yeah just with Marky P sync it up for your um, recovery sessions <laughs> that's right in the compression chamber <laughs> that's the it definitely sounds like the boiler room or something the compression <laughs> chamber is the, the tent that you that's the DJ tent yeah. oh Mark Pitnett's playing in the compression Whoa, chamber big pit energy hell yeah <laughs> It's got that pit sound. Hey, y'all. Well, I'd, I'd be gone, that's for sure. He's tro- oh. I'd watch Pitney's live stream DJ set. Y- yes. Would, would you watch that or would you watch Joey D doing House Folk if they were on at the same time? On two, th- like two stages at the same time? Only, only because... At the, at the Festival of Football Mark Three, the live <laughs> yeah. experience. It's an actual, fo- it's an actual music <laughs> festival yeah. and it's just got football players doing flexing their creative <laughs> sides, doing musical acts and uh, stage shows. Yeah. <laughs> uh, they're, they're remounting some classic plays, doing <laughs> an adaption, a Chekhov, Chekhovian adaption. Yeah, Nat Fife has a catwalk set up yeah. on one side. Shows his latest spring trends that's right um i would go to this and to answer your question about which <laughs> act i would see on the big clash of the headliners <laughs> i would see mark pitnett 
to his set purely because I'm not the biggest fan of folk music. But it may be that I'm um, really missing out here because it could be one of those moments that everyone remembers. It's like a where were you when, when Joey D dropped. Broke. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so maybe I miss out being, you know, sceptical. But um, <laughs> I'm going to stick with Pitto. I hear that. I hear that. He's play- Pitto's playing the hits. You know you're going to get a good time there. Yeah, exactly. It's bangers, and and they're old bangers mixed into a seamless Tried and set. True. Yeah. yeah, but he he brings the show as well. Big Pitto. Oh yeah. Oh hell yeah! Two tall DJs, <laughs> incredibly <laughs> tall DJs, both over two hundred centimeters. Yeah. Well, you know. Huge. What about you? <laughs> you seen Pitto with me? Yeah. Yeah. You've convinced me. Yeah. Nice. I'm into that. <laughs> also Although, though remember yeah maybe you do the remember i'm terrible at predicting true things. true <laughs> don't do what bart does no that's right particularly yeah, when they're pitted against each other like this oh and, there's an opposition well, maybe we could split go separate ways i'll start with the house folk and because i'm a you know I, i'm i'm open to folk i like a bit of folk in my life nice um yeah uh, start there and and kind of maybe if it's shit come and meet your big pit energy I like that, but in if the, it's in the if pit, it's, if it's gonna, if it, yeah, deep in the pit. huge mosh pit, mosh in pit o. <laughs> uh, yeah. a net there as well. Unlike the Joey dance floor, <laughs> get in the mosh pit o net. Um, uh. You can lay in these nice nets, uh, hammock esque. Uh. Yeah, well, that's. But if, it, if it's looking like it's going to be groundbreaking, I'll, I'll I'll let you know and and you know come and check it out. It's like one of those iconic house sets from like Detroit. Yeah, that's right. Well, maybe yeah. we can maybe we can do a very COVID or so a very twenty twenty esque situation where we can be live streaming it to each other via Zoom, just getting a taste of what the other sets like. Can we really all over it? I can't wait for this imaginary festival meal. To be honest, <laughs> yeah, I'm down. I want to see Tom Liberatore set too. Oh yeah, just Gabba, <laughs> big party boy. Uh, I could see him as a I could see him as a mashup DJ. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Like a girl talk, liver talk. Yeah, liver talk. Do you want to get into our tips? I actually think we actually may well be on time for our first ever forty-five minute pod. Knock on wood. There we go. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, nice. All right, tip a ruse round eighteen. Well done to everyone, to be honest, getting here. My gosh. We made it. Thanks, AFL. That would have been, um, I'll tell you, you know, it's been a tough year for everyone, yeah. more so for people in Victoria, such as yourself. And if there wasn't football on, whew, it would have been extra extra tough, I reckon. So a little moment to be grateful. Here, here. Mm. And now the final round of football, Emil. My gosh. I'm going to start off. It's normally you, but I'm doing it today. Flick, flip the switch. <laughs> don't do what Bart does. Hey, yeah, don't do, don't do what I'm doing. It's reverse. It's reverse day. Which way? Yeah, how am I going to take this? All right, Thursday, <laughs> the 17th of September, or is it? We've got North Melbourne, who are 17th. Good on North Melbourne, playing the West Coast Eagles at a 710 Metricon Stadium. My goodness, I can't really see any reality where North Melbourne win. Is there any no. way that they can win? <laughs> Is there no, I don't any think way? So. I, don't, I, I don't think so at, at all. I can't picture the reality. What does it look like? 
not this year. I can't see it. I could see a reality where Essendon beat Port last week. Like that existed. Yeah. That was yeah. there was a reality where th- where that would happen. But this, you know, even though there may be infinite realities where everything is possible, for some reason, I'm not buying this one. I think no. West Coast are going to beat North. Doesn't feel real enough. No. Nah. Yeah. Doesn't this doesn't exist anywhere? If this were round three or four. Big chance. Then I could see it. Big chance. But now, not now. And, and you know, there is a pre... Hang on. All right. There is a pre-finals buy. Is yes. there a possibility that the Weagle is going to rest any players? You want to mm. see that kind of... Well, they've they've got so many injuries that I don't know I who they'd be resting. They you know, they, they probably yeah. already... Maybe they are already being conservative with some of those players. And also they sure. now, I believe they can't lose their spot. That's correct. They cannot lose from fifth spot. So... You know what? This is actually a bit of a dead rubber because they'll need Geelong to actually move up the ladder. They would need, you know, uh, the Ge- Geelong and the Tigers to lose, and the Tigers are playing Adelaide, and Geelong are playing um, the Swans. So it'd be they they can lose this game, and it doesn't matter too much. They'll stay at fifth, but the best they can get is they can move up uh, into fourth spot if you know the Tigers and Geelong lose, or one of those teams lose. Oh well, with four spot on the line, there's definitely, there's definitely no shit to play for. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's right. Even puts yeah, another nail in that coffin's reality. Um, yeah. the next game, Emil, Friday. P- poor, oh. old, poor old Ruse. Thanks for the season. Well done. Thanks for thank thanks you, for, Ruse. For coming along and thank playing you, this year. And do you know what? I read something through the it's week that I to be optimistic, isn't there? There is. But do you know what? I I read this through the week and I. I didn't actually double check and verify this, which is very true to this podcast, but I don't think they've ever had a number one pick, the Roos. I don't know if they've ever come last. So they're in 17th spot now, and there's a chance that they could... Yeah, they're okay. equal. They're last. They are equal last with Adelaide Crows, and I don't know if they've ever had it been last before. So, so if you, if you're going they by, can thank Carlton well, and that's right. GWS and Hawthorne. That. they got to send out some thank yous, it looks like, yeah. North, because I'm sure they're happy to just get as low as they can uh, or high up as they can in the draft and low down the ladder. Equal with those Crows, who are unstoppable, as we know, and probably going to beat the Tigers this week. <laughs> <laughs> now, Friday night. Um, Friday night, 7.50 at the Gabba. We've got the crunch Saints. Time. Big crunch time. Saints taking on the Giants. Tell me what you think, Emil, because I don't know football. Oh, I'm glad it's at the Gabba. Um, that it's the home of the finals football this this year, where the big games will be played, where the big game will be played. And that's what it's all about, isn't it? It is. Something real is on the line for the Saints. There's nothing real on the line for GWS, and they don't look like a team. I mean, apart from saving a little bit of face, they're not really a team that seems to work that hard. No, no, not this know. year. It's an outward perception, but it. Well, they've been when 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 um when I've Brett Deledio in too many games. Yeah, and when Brett Deledio came out like a month or so ago and said that you know they try and win the game off their own boot too much and they don't play as a team too much, it's like wow, that's pretty strong stuff from a former uh, player of only last year mm. and a well-respected player that was. That's what I haven't heard him speak much about the Giants, but what he has said is is that they that they don't play as a, a team. Um, so they've got yeah. some real issues. And they're, they're, fifth, uh, they're 12% behind the Saints and one game behind. So they would need to beat us by about 50-odd points to make the finals. And then they'd need other results to probably go their way. 
Melbourne. No, I think they know that they're that's, not that's playing. That's just Dunskies. That's done. Yeah. I feel like they've like kind of they're mentally checked out. That's they my checked guess. out months ago. It seems the whole year's yeah, been a grind. Right. I talked to our friend, friend of the pod, the ambassador, on just a quick diplomatic uh, uh, little phone call. Welcome, <laughs> a little welcome, a diplomatic welcome to you. And he uh, he was you know he was feeling pretty low about the whole thing. And he said football's been very hard this year. So I imagine it would have been. And this will be them falling out of finals for the first time since probably 2016, they were in there, 2015. Yeah. Yeah, right. so they're probably four or five years in there. And then they're out. So I don't know, man. I don't think their window's closing, but they're going to be an intriguing case next year. And in regards to this tip, um, I have to tip the Saints. Yeah. Like, it just it doesn't... If we lose this, it's... It's fucking St. Kilda for you, man. <laughs> It'd be horrendous. No Zach Jones really hurts us, particularly at the Gabba, where center clearances are everything, particularly with the 666. You get that first center clearance, you're getting an inside 50. So mm. him out is a big out for us. He's our main clearance beast. But yeah, I don't know. We might have Hanbury in there. He's not quite the same, but he's still good. Having some experience like Hanbury in the team would have been great. Hanbury, whereas Zach Jones looks a bit rushed sometimes. Yes, and, and he's disposed over a bit. Yeah, his yeah. disposal by foot is always has always been the knock on his play. Um, he's amazing in the clinches and he's great in his clearance work and he's a hard unit. But yeah, his disposal by foot isn't great. And Hanbury is very clean and very poised, as you said, and has a lot of finals experience. So could have used his uh, head out there last week. I'm sure that would have helped. It's still a pretty youthful side. Max King's played freaking 15 games and he's kicked 20-odd goals. He's, you know... 15th in the Coleman or something. So, young players, but we're doing all right. But, geez, Mealy, if we don't win this, I'll catch you later for, like, a couple of weeks, I reckon. <laughs> just going to head up the, the coast somewhere and just have a think about <laughs> the year. Mm. Well, that's what the Giants will be doing because they're mentally checked out, and that's why I reckon the Saints going to win it. Uppies the Saints. So, Saturday, 19th of September, we have the Essendon Football Club versus the Melbourne Demons. The uh, most anticipated contest of the year. Here it is. It's been months in the making. We've been waiting for this, for this, uh, the reschedule. Game that's of, been on everyone's lips since round two. It has. They've been yeah. behind, and we've had to, we've had to take this into, into account. The game. Whenever up the we sleeve. consider Melbourne or Essendon's ladder position, absolutely, that's worth a half point. That's right. There was always add an extra two points per chance for this game uh-huh. here. And now here it is. Days arrived. Well, in four days' time, it'll, it'll three days' the time it'll arrive. Is, mate, you don't need to tell me how much the time there is. I know. Of course, yeah. I can see the running clock in the background there behind your screen, really, <laughs> to count down to the game. Um, so, well, obviously, you put a lot of time and analysis into this game. Um, it's at two ten oh, on the Saturday. Extensive work. I've had it. months to prepare for it. Absolutely, so months. So, what is your uh, what's the um, summary of your in depth analysis, Emil? Who's going to win this game between these oh, two? The D's win this game, Bart. Yep, there it is. Me, it is. I agree with what Emil said. All of Emil's work, hard work. I uh, couldn't agree more. Uh, the D's are going to win. I hope they don't. Should I tip Essendon to hope that the D's don't win? No, that's tipping with the heart. It's heart stuff, isn't it? Yeah, but it is. Uh, the, D, the D's are the team that could lose it from this position. With Essendon playing the way they have, and the D's being in relatively good form, if it wasn't Melbourne then you'd feel 100% confident about it. But it's just the rep of the club that gives you the shakes on it, I reckon. Yeah. Um, they're in. They're, nah, they're better side than the Dons this year. They played finals only a few years ago. A lot of those players have done that before. So yep. they're going to be better for that experience and they're not going to shit the bed. You hope not. Or shit the bath. <laughs> Either way, then don't drink that water. <laughs> do not 
drink Especially it. Especially if you shout at it. Yeah. Get out of there, D's. All right. Same day, Saturday, 5.10 at Adelaide Oval. We've got a genuine home game between the unstoppable Adelaide Crows versus the actually unstoppable Tigers. Yeah. There, there is more of a chance that... I think there's a slight... I, I feel like there's there are more realities that yes. Adelaide beat Richmond here than Many more. beat West Coast. Yeah. Agree. Many more realities for this one. And is the difference the home field advantage? No. Um, not quite. Prob- that, not quite. That's one part of it. Um, but it's also the... You know, the three games win in a row counts for a lot. They're, they're mm. loving it. They're loving getting getting some wins, particularly some of their young players. Um, and their veterans all the same. That That's well, the main they're, thing. They're on their delayed new coach bounce. Yes, it was a real delay, as we said last week. Some of those collective mind seeds, you got to water them for a while before they uh, sprout. Spring up. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. And we have hit spring, of course, so they are, they're really kicking off now. And that fresh coach bounce has been quite delayed. It's a delayed bounce. Um, yeah. But uh, Bump balls or like a, a half volley. Or- yes, yeah, yeah, double bounce. Um, double bounce. But they're really getting it now. Yeah. Uh, and it's normally only lasts for about three games, the fresh coach. Yeah, bounce. but the thing about a double bounce, Bart, if you've been on the trampoline recently, is you'll remember that a double bounce gets you higher than a normal bounce. That's true. So this so a normal this bounce Matthew would be Nick's new, count, new coach delayed double bounce. Well, that this might be the second of the bounces kicking in. So we've had the th- yeah. three games where you get that bounce, that good bounce, and then the double bounce is um <clears throat> is the one that gets you even higher. And so you need to be bounce. You need to bounce extra high to get over the Richmond Tigers who are a dominant side. Uh, so they're going to need that double bounce, but uh, I still think even with that fresh ass coach double bounce, I think the Tigers will win. Yeah. Nice to imagine though. It's so nice to imagine. I love imagining things, Emil. Hmm? <laughs> now, 7.40 uh, at the G. Speaking of imagining things. Oh my gosh. This is, uh, this, this could be... Game of the round, maybe. <laughs> um, we've got uh, <laughs> Brisbane Lions playing second place. Brisbane Lions playing your Blues, the Mighty Blues, at the G. At, at uh, sorry, at the Gabba, not the G. Home game for the Lions. Top spot on the line. Yeah, can they? Uh, they, can, they can take top spot. Of course, they, even with Port. Okay. Jeepers. Yes, they can so take top spot, but they would need Port to lose to the Magpies. This is, uh, is possible. Very possible. Very possible. And yeah, and with that, you know, I mean, they're going to get, regardless, they're going to get to play in Queensland because if it's, like, you know, if they're playing, if they've got second spot, they still get a home ground advantage game, don't they? I believe so. And yeah. if they, well, this will be intriguing, right? Because if they lose this game to to your Blues and Oh, shit, they'll be playing Richmond, Richmond win. In, in yeah, then they'll be playing Richmond at Richmond's choice ground. So Richmond could theoretically say... put it at Metricon. Well, they could choose Adelaide if they wanted to. That's true. So Richmond, just to screw with... I don't know if Perth's on the cards. I think it's just Adelaide and the Queensland uh, venues. So they could really... I assume they would. They would do this, right? They would make Brisbane travel on a plane and go to Adelaide and play Richmond at the Adelaide Oval. That's what they would do. Absolutely, they would. That's amazing. Unless they have... Well, I, they do have a crazy good record in Queensland, the Tigers. I'm sure yeah, you might have seen yeah. it through the week that it's the last the time they lost are, in, in Queensland was in 2012. they got a pretty good record everywhere the last few years. Yeah, they're very good. But 2012 in Queensland is a long time. Eight years they haven't lost in Queensland. They're, they're definitely no West Coast Eagles, I'll tell you that much. No. No. The opposite. They, they, they embrace the tears. They do. Yeah, the Tigers... 
They know, they know what they're doing. Um, I, I, in this game, the game in question, um, the Lions versus the Blues, oh, I'm going to have to s- s- say sorry to you, Amelia, and uh, tip those Lions, I think. They're, um, they're looking pretty good, unless they kick themselves out of it with their inaccurate ways. But I think they've got too much talent, and there's not much to play for for those Blues. Yeah, yep. Um, maybe, maybe an emotional kind of bit of farewell for Simo. They'll you know, get him over the line. Spirit, and they'll want to. They're playing I'm, for well, they're playing for spots on the list, really. Yeah, they're still shit to play for, but they're not paying for a home final in the pandemic year. The Lions have a lot more to play for. Um, but you know that doesn't always mean that teams deliver on the day. They can have everything on the line. Bloody GWS lost to Adelaide when they had everything on the line. Um, and I'm going to have everything on the Lions because they're going to win. Yeah, I'm going to tip the Blues just because. <laughs> I'm so. Why I'm not? S- yeah, yeah, doesn't really matter to be honest. No. <laughs> I'm very sold by your persuasive argument as a confident fan here, immediately. He's <laughs> shaking his head so much oh, for all of our fans the, listening in. The, yeah, they could, but they won't. But just defeated. So defeated. Ah. Oh. Um, <laughs> gosh, I wish our, our listeners I just, could see your... I'm so angry about yeah, I can, man. I tell like, us. It's so frustrating, for fuck's sake. Let's like, hear it. Three games we had in these last four weeks where we had f- chances at getting a final spot. Three out of the four last games. And on and we just... Just dropped All it. winnable games. Win- yeah, the, the GWS one was the worst one for me. I can understand the Collingwood loss. I understood that. And then the next week it was like, all right, well, here it is. And you got the Giants and you, and you have good record against them. You've beaten them when they've been in form and you've been rebuilding. You've still had wins against them. Mm. And they just, they were terrible. The Giants were nothing until the fourth quarter and they just kicked a few goals when it mattered. And oh, that game, I, I felt as close, close to being a Blues fan as I've ever felt in my life. I was absolutely <laughs> ropeable. For you, for everyone, just like, yeah, for the predictability of our sides like ours that just do these things all the time and just to hurt us and yeah, what was what was it twenty? When was the last final for the Blues? Is it twenty thirteen? Yeah, twenty eleven for us. Hmm. Well, probably about to break that streak. Right, let's hope so, and let's hope you guys are there next year. Um, nearly. It's got to happen soon, dude. we have got a, good, a lot of good young players. It's got to happen soon. Uh, hey, mate. Got a real cracking game for you coming up on Sunday at 1.05. Oh, yeah. It's huge. Yeah. It's uh, it's at the Adelaide Oval, which is, of course, the home of the Hawthorne Football Club. And they That's are playing right. the Gold Coast Suns. The Hindley Hawks. <sighs> the Gold Coast Suns. Right. Um, who cares? <laughs> All right, next game, 335. <laughs> um, I think the Suns will win because I don't know. Oh, actually, that's yeah. stupid. No, 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 no. Re- I'm going to retract that. Hawthorne will win because they 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 love a send-off. Hawks. Oh, so Hawthorne are allowed a send-off, but Carlton, no. Yeah, no. three flags in a row gives them the right to, to win games like this. <laughs> that's right. And for their captain, if it was Sam Doherty oh. heading out, maybe. <laughs> no, Kate Simpson might as well have been your captain. But no, unfo- that's yeah. the reason they get it. They get it. <laughs> yeah, well, maybe. Um, oh, I think, the, I don't know, but I reckon the Hawks will. I mean, last yeah, year they is, played... This is definitely the kind of game. This is what they do. They played, when sure. Ruffy's farewell game uh, last year, 
also against the Gold Coast Suns. Maybe this is an AFL thing, huh? Maybe this is a Travis Old fixture thing, huh? Give them an easy beat because they know there's going to be some greats retiring in, in round 18. There we go. Put that one to Gil. Um, yeah, last year when they played Gold Coast, it was Chad Ruffhead's last game and he came back just for the game and kicked six goals. Yeah, yep. And it was awesome. He was actually really great. I love Ruffy. Mm. Go Saints. Uh, I think Hawthorne <laughs> will win. Yeah, me too. Alrighty. Mm. A, a clash that meant a lot more some years ago than it does now. Oh, yeah. If you rewind 10 years, this is a big game. Mm. Um, and this is, of course, the uh, Sydney Swans playing the Geelong Cats at Metricon Stadium at 3.35 on Saturday. Sorry, we're on Sunday. It's on Sunday. Yeah. Mm, Geelong. <laughs> yeah, Geelong. Cats beat Swans. Makes sense, right? Yeah. Is, uh, all right. And what's the, the birds are cats' natural prey? Of course, makes it makes complete sense. What is the so if on the scale of um or in the, in the realities the, the multiverse, um mm-hmm. there's no reality that exists where North Melbourne beats West Coast. There are Not, some realities yeah. that exist more, more so that the crows will beat the tigers. Is yep. there any or many? How many realities are there that Sydney Swans beat Geelong? Hmm. Maybe in one where they didn't trade Gary Rowan. Oh, yeah. Gary Rowan's the match winner for the Swans. Yeah, <laughs> yeah he comes up big. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah, man. Yeah, nice. Gee, or he... maybe one, in, one where he didn't get his legs broken. Yeah, okay. He's got that extra speed. Yeah. He's already... He's still dang fast, even after that bad leg break. Oh, man. Bit of a Sam yeah, Doherty. Hey? Back to his original strength. Doesn't ha- there's something missing from his game? Maybe they just don't play him in the guts. Um, Rowan, maybe fear of that. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. He's he's always maybe been that player. Turning that he, wouldn't be as good. I don't know. He still gives it everything though, so I don't think it's really. I don't think they're protecting him by playing him in a certain position. I I don't know. I just think he's always been inconsistent. He's always been one of those players that people are like, "Wow, who's this flashy guy?" And he has the capabilities to kick four goals in a half and turn the game around and be an absolute match winner. But he also can have... He's had plenty of games where he's had sub-10 possessions and been, like, barely had any impact on the ground. But that's that's obviously a pretty harsh and hard standard to live up to. You know, he's still been an AFL player for many years and he's had a significant injury. But, yeah, he's well, he's doing bloody well at Geelong. He's doing second fiddle to Tom Hawkins up there and or he's pretty impressive this year, so... Uh, yeah, I, I, that reality, there's a chance there, but I think in the one we're living in now that Geelong will probably beat Sydney. Yeah, they they um they will want to be going into the bye with a win because we all know they've come out of the bye with a loss. That's so. right, and they hate finals, Geelong. They make it, but then they hate <laughs> winning them. Um, 6.10, Sunday night, favourite time slot, the great tele- television time slot, terrible IRL in real life time slot. Yeah. Um, we've got the Dockers... Versus um, the Bulldogs at Kazali Stadium. Up there. Up there in Kazali Stadium. Hmm. Mm, you know. Dockers have been a good story this year. Great story. Good coach. Yeah. He's been really good. They've Defense. unearthed some young players. Caleb Sarong's probably going to win the Rising Star. He's been really yeah. good. If he was in Victoria, you'd hear about him even more. Well, if he's in Queensland, you'll hear about him even more. <laughs> um, <laughs> next year, we hear a lot about Caleb Sarong. Um yeah, with all all things considered, this this could go either way, but I, I think the dogs will win just because they have more on the line. But I'd like yeah. Frio to beat them for my Saints' chances in the eight. Yeah, and 
Well, with the seventh spot up for grabs, how can you tip against the dogs? Yeah, that's right. It's <laughs> a perfect spot, my friend. And now the last game of the home and away season. It's come to this. Monday, the, the 21st of September. The pies. The prison stripe. Yeah. The prison stripes. And this confusing clash where yeah. the team plays themselves. It's the ultimate test. You get to play yourself. <laughs> the final boss. It's you. Take on Nega Collingwood. Yeah. South Australian <laughs> Collingwood. Fight. <laughs> Well, I think it, that uh, works as well because they're both monochrome, so it's perfect. It is it's fitting. Yeah, it's very fitting. It's um, it's going to be a huge bash. Um, and Port Adelaide are going to. Ooh, okay. Could they? Could, it'd be pretty funny if they lost this, and then they dropped first spot in the ladder. Because if very they lose in Brisbane, very just, Port Adelaide, just a little niggly question of doubt sows into the mind Gosh. of everyone, and all those players. It's like, ooh, we were on top all year. Oh, lost man. to Collingwood had been a bit. Bit shaky. This little part of the season. Yeah, I know. Gave that up the spot, and then look at the you know look at it unfold from there. Look at it all fall apart. Because <laughs> they have been on top of the ladder since the end of round one, and they haven't yeah. given up. They beat Gold Coast in a convincing win, and then they've just they, their percentage was like one fifty, and they stayed up there. And now they are of course on top of the ladder with a percentage of still of one thirty six. So a dominant year for Port. So well done to Port Adelaide. Um, good job, Port Adelaide. That's incredible. Incredible. Amazing. Oh. <clears throat> but yeah, I, th- I think they'll win. Um, but it'd be funny if they lose. <laughs> Hudson would love it. <laughs> Is there anything? Oh man, how how good was Dugowie? I know that it's we 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 know we don't want to. Oh, it's problematic because it he's problematic. playing and he's in the limelight and he's doing very well playing footy. But there's, you know, obviously the um, sexual assault allegation hanging over his head. But they look a different team when he plays. Yeah, he's huge. he's massive, isn't he? And he's and I guess that's a whole other chat there with the um about the AFL maybe introducing a what's it called no uh, no fault stand down policy, where if you're yeah. charged with a or if you uh, if there's Violent a yeah it's it's if, it's if you're accused of a crime or of something that's has a jail time of over ten years or eleven years, uh, you get stood down. This is what they have in the NRL, and it's been debated for a long time in the AFL. And I definitely think they should do this for sure. But people. this wouldn't fall into that category. It wouldn't. Because it wouldn't it be wouldn't. 10 years. That's right. So Dugowie would be fine. Even the maximum penalty is, I think it's eight years or seven years. or Still a significant time in jail for doing something yeah. horrific, obviously. Yeah. But So you're right. In this instance, he wouldn't have been stood down. But it is an interesting chat. And then just on the footy side of things, that guy can play football. He's oh, damn good. And they are a lot better with him in the side. Heaps better. And maybe our little old gambly Stevenson is maybe up for grabs. Jaden Stevenson is... Oh yeah, he dropped he's on the table, perhaps. Apparently, he's been dropped multiple times. It doesn't seem like I don't know what's going on. He's out of form. Jaden Stevens gone. Yeah, he is. <laughs> what are the odds on that, Jado? Um, <laughs> yeah. Well, so what do you reckon the last round, Millie? Do you reckon that? Do you reckon those Dagoe's D- birds will beat Dixon's bars? <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm gonna tip Collingwood. I think in I think there's um, yeah, it, it is a little bit. It just feels right for Port to miss out in the last round on top spot. It does. And the and Brisbane Lions to take it and everything just to line up for them, you know, perfect sync to top spot. Yeah. Boom. It's in And that'll help make me feel better about Carlton's inevitable loss to the Lions because then I'll know that It was for good. They're claiming top spot over Port. It's for greater good. And then of course yeah. that would also mean that the Tigers couldn't do their little switcheroo to the Lions if Lions take outright first spot the Tigers won't be able to make them play at Adelaide Oval it'll it'll really oh, switch things up there um, but then don't do what Bart does you know? yeah so, so pick the opposite of that one 
That's right. So there's all our tips, everyone listening. So I hope you've been following along very closely about what I've said and, of course, to not do what I said. Um, <laughs> Amelia, we've managed a tight 50 minutes right here. Oh. A few minutes over our usual time. Sorry, everyone. Is there, is there, I know you've come to expect such um, you know, punctual, accurate uh, podcasts from Emil and I here at AF Eloquence. But um, that's all we've got. This is it. This is season two of AF Eloquence. Thanks for coming on the journey of uh, season 2020, everyone. Uh, we'll obviously be back throughout the finals. We're going to keep going weekly until then. But it's um, farewell to all the clubs who don't make finals. And thanks for all all the games and all the fans of those clubs and thanks for your thanks for listening along thanks for writing to us and being in touch and we'll um yeah we've we've had a lot of fun this year i have absolutely it's been, um, oh, it's been a challenging year it's been tough yeah. for all but this has been a, an awesome thing to keep us churning along merely it's nice to have this correspondence with you and i here together via the internet and uh, on a final note who are you barracking for um if you're like I'm, because I'm going to be obviously I'm choosing a new finals club. You got it, St Kilda, so you're fine. Sure. I guess I'll just barrack for St Kilda through the finals. You can do whatever you like, my friend. You don't have to do that. Um, <laughs> well, if it wasn't the Saints, um, it's it's in this order. If it's not the Saints, it's Brisbane Lions, and if it's not Brisbane Lions, it's Western Bulldogs. Yep. What do you reckon? I'm on board. You like that? Into it. <laughs> awesome. Saints, Brisbane. Western Bulldogs. No, I'd put... I'd, I'd go Saints, Bulldogs, Brisbane, I reckon. Okay, that's nice. That's what i barrack for. So that, yeah, if the Saints get knocked out, I'm going to go for the Bulldogs. If they're both knocked out, then I'll go for Brisbane. Contingencies on contingencies. I love it, Mealy. Now, now, Mealy. <laughs> can I count them off, Mealy? One, two, three, four. Get up, get up. <laughs> Stay on the scene. Get up. Get up. Oh, oh, that music's going to be so good underneath us right now. Oh, hell yeah. yeah. <laughs> Thanks, everyone. <laughs> Happy Easter. Can I count it off? One, two, three, four. Get up, get on up. Get up, get on up. Stay on the scene. Get on up like a sex machine. Get on up. Machine. Get on up, get up, get on up, stay on the scene, get on up, like a sex machine, get on up, wait a minute, shake your arm, and use your palm, stay on the scene, like a sex machine, you got to have the feeling, sure your bone, get it together, right on, right on, get up, get on up, get up, get up, 